Hey, welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. Here we are. Podcast 108. 108 episodes is how long it took for us both to be on the same exact microphone. We're on the podcast mic. <laughs> you know what that is. It's the Shure SM7B. It's official. Uh, We're just as good as Rogan now. <laughs> it's what I always strive for. Send over that contract, Spotify. Yep. We got the goods. $100 million right here. <laughs> 500 I don't know what he got. Whatever, too much. Um, How are you doing, Eric? All right. It's a good Friday. It's not a... Oh, it is good Friday. It's good Friday. It's shit. <laughs> I'm off work today. I, I found out yesterday. I got into work and it was like... And it was like in the morning, it was like 1030 and someone was like, yeah, I'm ready for tomorrow off. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like a little gift. Um, did do some work today, but whatever. Um, I'm excited. Um, dude, I did something crazy the other day that I just remembered. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> I couldn't sleep, which I've been having anxiety because of work. So um, welcome day off. Um, and I was trying to go to bed and I, I when that happens, I, I would go to TikTok so I can just <laughs> distract my brain because I used to do podcasts, but my it's not working as much anymore um listen to some elliot smith that kind of worked and i wanted to tiktok and i was watching tiktok and what i ended up doing was watching a lot of the movie moneyball just in clips on tiktok <laughs> like one to two minute clips they weren't necessarily in order but i was like man moneyball is like better than i remember it's a good movie this is how we're going to watch movies in the future. Yeah, I've watched some other... I watched a bunch of That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. And uh, I never... like. I love Andy Samberg. I've seen like most all of his movies, but that one I never saw. But it was cool because I was like, oh, I can just zip through. I saw like the opening scene. Of is, is that the, the one ending. where his name is Han Solo? <laughs> Probably, and yeah. He's, and he's got a back tattoo? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. I don't. I didn't see those parts, but his dad like <laughs> fucked a teacher, and that's how he. Uh, that's where he came from, and his dad was like became famous for fucking his teacher, and like was a party guy. Who who is the teacher? Was it Susan Sarandon? No, I don't think it was anyone famous. Oh, what am I thinking of? Where I don't know some something else. Yeah, and then I watched some other like really junky movies. There was one with this high school bully uh, that I watched. There was one with Keanu Reeves where these two hot girls come into his house like in the storm and are like, can we like call for help? And they try to seduce him, but he doesn't let them, but he's nice to them. And then they like tie him up in his house. And it was like a movie I never, ever want to watch. But it's like flipping the channels on the TV, except better because I get hooked and then I can just figure out what the fuck happened in this movie and like, I don't know, 10 minutes max. And then we're like, G to G. <laughs> okay. I don't know. The future's fucked, but uh, I'm getting some value out of it. I, uh, I almost went down an Andy Samberg rabbit hole, uh, when I remembered, or I was, I was given the opportunity to remember that the lonely Island did a song with Robin Oh like really? Ten years ago, I forgot about that too. Because uh, we did we did the Robin party DJ tribute night at, at Brooklyn Bowl Hell last yeah. weekend. It's and it was awesome, and they're playing like clips of Robin music videos and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, she did that song with the Lonely Island. It was weird. That's cool. I I love Andy Sam. I love them and Lonely Island's whole thing. I watched MacGruber the other week, and it was so effing fun. And then a couple weeks later, I was in a hotel and Popstar was on. And it's such a good movie. <laughs> I love everything those guys do. Um, yeah, that's fun. The Robin 
thing. Oh, I had something else. To Robin's oh. great. Yeah, you love Robin. I love Robin. <laughs> oh, dude, you're wearing a Sky Dream shirt from Jeff Rosenstock. There's our Jeff Rins. Jeff Rins. Jeff Rins. <laughs> been a, been a while. Um, I went on a first date last night. I was gonna tell you this when you walked in, and to get psyched up, I, I listened to uh, the first two songs on uh, Sky Dream back to back. Hell yeah! To get the vibe right. <laughs> I was listening to something else, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to do this." Listening to Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah. first date. Yeah. <laughs> what was I? Th- Why didn't I go there? <laughs> Tom DeLonge's got my back. Got all of our backs. Um, yeah, Tom DeLonge was right. He was right the whole time. <laughs> did you see Travis Barker did like a home tour on Vogue or whatever? The house that he lives in in Calabasas, and like Courtney uh, Kardashian lives there now, and he like went through his house. It was, it was nice. It was like, it was like a cool house. Like it wasn't, it was good, but it wasn't like so extravagant. And it was like, oh, he actually lives here. What was the reality show that he used to be on? meet the barkers or some shit like that where i was with his first wife um and there he had one kid at the time landon i remember his name was and his wife was a playboy playmate i watched some of it yeah i remember that travis barker reality show meet the barkers i knew it two seasons okay shana mochler shana mochler I remember hearing a fun story about Travis Parker because I guess like around that time, like he had just like transcended being a musician and was just like a celebrity. Yeah. And he looked so cool with those tattoos. Right. It was like sort of in like the mid 2010s, right. Where, um, he was playing for Goldfinger. I guess he still does like on, on recordings and stuff. Oh, really? Where it's, it's sort of just like John Feldman. He plays with everyone. Yeah. He, he, he will like, it seems like he'll just play on any song, every song, and like, which is kind of crazy um, that he is just like so in the mix and playing with everybody. Now, now especially, but this yeah. this was like maybe what like twenty fourteen, okay, so twenty fifteen. Before that all started, yeah, like John Feldman was sort of like putting together a little bit of like an all star lineup to be Goldfinger mm-hmm. um, when some of the older guys had left, and. Uh, Travis Barker on drums and Mike Herrera on bass. Oh right, and and I guess he's still th- he's still in Goldfinger. Yeah, um, and I remember hearing the story from. Oh yeah, here it is from this album, twenty seventeen album. Yeah, from or even before that. Um, my, yeah, so Mike Herrera had like, you know, toured with Blink One Eighty Two like a long ass time ago. Oh and, really? Um, well, I mean, like MXPX, oh, MXPX yeah. yeah. Uh, so he knew Travis Barker, but like they hadn't seen each other in a while and they were at the sessions or whatever for the Goldfinger thing. And, and Travis Barker was like, Oh, Hey Mike, it's been a while. Like, uh, you still, you still doing that band? <laughs> like, and it was just like, and yeah, MXPX has like been around consistently yeah. for like, they never went away. Uh, it, it's like, why would I even be on Travis Barker's radar anymore? <laughs> right. He had just like transcended that world. Yeah. He was so far beyond that. Like he couldn't even remember the existence of MXPX. <laughs> Probably what the name of the band was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that sounds right. Um, and the, and the thing that was interesting in Vogue, he, you know, he did like all the Machine Gun Kelly records and Avril Lavigne and all this stuff. And I think it was the Avril record. He recorded it all on a electronic drum set. 
That kind of makes sense. He, I mean, he was it's, like, it's he all went, samples. Like the sounds are just like this isn't a real drum set. Like that Avril Lavigne album, it's good, but it hurts to listen to. It is literally the loudest record that I think I've I've listened to in maybe ever. Oh my god! Like and it's like it's it's louder than like current hip-hop like right when i was doing all those slowed reverb remixes yeah which is basically like remastering a mastered track like if you do anything to those tracks they're they're at like minus two and it, it like you can't change anything without a clipping like it's there's no headroom yeah. and the avril record is more painful than than that shit because it's it's rock and it's still at minus two <laughs> yeah that's hard Oh, so it was John Fellman, Travis Barker, and Modson were basically the production team for the Avril, Avril album. Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the idea of John Feldman and like what he stands for and his whole trajectory, and it gives all of us hope who came from punk rock. But I'm uh, some of his albums I like, some of them uh, leave a little to be desired for me. But hey, I, I would love to play on a, one of your records as a session player. Yeah. I'm in mean, no. <laughs> That is the most outlandish thing I could probably ever say. <laughs> um, there's, um, but he's doing it, man. He's like really on a tear with all these records. So good for you, John Fellman. Uh, he he's super busy, but I do know that he is at least tangentially still plugged into like what's going on in punk. And That's Scott. cool. That's awesome. Um, there, there are some friends of mine uh, out in Salt Lake City, and he got wind of. Uh, what they were doing oh the band the anchorage i think we oh, talked yeah. about them yeah. um because their drummer jason who's really an amazing drummer and he does a lot of their engineering also and his his drum tone on the records is fucking perfect uh he is a sales rep for sjc mm, cool uh so i think through sjc um like it made it it's like through that avenue like they're like a music video of theirs made it to john feldman and he That's was like cool. he was into it and yeah. he uh like he he i think he he actually like took a meeting with their guitar player just like to like when he was in town or something yeah. like they they met up for like a half hour just like chat or something and he, and uh i don't i don't know if anything ever like happened with it but he was like invested enough to like you know, pay attention at least and like talk to that's these guys. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. That makes me really happy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say anything. I like John Feldman. I, I, I just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the, the way that I think a lot of people feels like a lot of his stuff seems overproduced. And like, yeah. I, I hate saying that word overproduced because it, I mean, what does it even really yeah, mean? What does it mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like the same songs could could breathe a lot better on a recording with maybe some just different engineering choices. Yeah. Um, but and, you know. and it, a lot of it, a lot of it's sampled and gridded and, and which is a sound. And I think on some of those records, that's what I was like at some of those records, it's the perfect choice, but on some of them, I, you know, a little more live feeling would might be nice. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not but saying that's, it's, that's it's, all taste. Right. And, and, like we just listened to that old fallout boy EP. Yeah. Pack Sam days. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying everything has to be like that, but just a single step in that direction yeah. could, could go Kinda like that, way, that new fallout boy song we were listening to, which is a little bit just tweaked a little bit. Right. Um, I think yeah. helps with the energy, but that's just my tastes. It's, it's all, it's all good. Um, yeah, that's fun. Um, I mean, I would 
you know, give an arm and a leg for John Feldman to produce one of my tracks. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fun experience. Yeah. I honestly, like there are other producers that I like on my dream producer list, like people to work with, like that are ahead of John Feldman, but still like I would drop oh, yeah. everything to work with him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who else is on that list? Jason Cup. Yeah. Um, and he, I, he's kind of around, I think. Like, I bet you could reach out to him and get something going. Maybe. Like, you need funds, but. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, if I was going to go, like, like very poppy, the guys from Magic. Remember that oh, band? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they, they're, they're really a producer duo. Got it. Um, and, like, they did the band Magic as, like, uh, they didn't really go anywhere with that band, unfortunately. But I, I really dug that record they put out. But they produced Shakira. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, a bunch of other artists. Um, and they, they seem to really get how to do the like reggae, ska, police influence kind of thing with pop music. Yeah. Like, and it's in, it's in a different way than what John Feldman's doing. Mm. I love that. No, I only say this because they might be around, but uh, Chris Futterich, I believe is his name, right? This is the same dude. He produced um, the, the Resignation and mandala by our expandits hmm. and he was a front of house yes he was with group love for like 13 years after he was like making records oh and now he's making now he's a composer for netflix that's cool um and then jason cup was doing front of house for this guy declan mckenna so i was like oh like they're like they're working like on tours and stuff not to make records so i was like huh i wonder if you could you take a trip to chicago go jason cup that'd be cool yeah um but that'd be cool. The magic dudes. I want to hear out more, more about what they're doing. Dude, that, I mean, we've talked about that, the, the token reggae pop song that like gets through every once in a while. I just <laughs> love those. Yeah. You know, that, that record, when did that, that came out kind of a while ago. Yeah. Um, what was it? Was it like 2014? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's so long ago. Um, but it was, it was doing some things that were like, like it was, it was definitely a pop record. Like no buts about it, but the the influences were way more in the RX Bandits lane than like anything else that you would hear on the on the radio, and like yeah. that comes from the the police, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. There there were some really interesting choices, and uh, some of the tracks that they produced for Shakira definitely have that ska uh, thing happening, mm-hmm. like a little bit below the surface. Um, yeah, I always just thought it was like an interesting route to go like from ska to pop like yeah. they, they had like a, a cool path to get there yeah that's rad love it well i see his thing we'll do it um sweet well um anything else we should discuss before adventure time <laughs> uh i don't know who who who's playing the show tonight that I might, or we might go to, um, this band called Caroline. They're like a country folk slowcore band. Slowcore? Yeah. Do you know slowcore? No. Slowcore was like in the, um, the, the nineties. There was a band called Bedhead. Um, that, yeah, 92, 90. This band is cool, but like, okay, I'll put some on. They were like a big influence on like Death Cab where it's like, two or three guitars that intertwine but the and the bpms are really slow and it's extremely melancholic 
right, let me put on this one. Yeah. Really, this is slow core. Oh, Duster might be slow core. Are you familiar with them at all? Nope. Let's see if there's a slow core playlist that can just help me out. Yeah, there is, of course. <laughs> a low, Mazzy, Songs Ohio. There's Caroline on slow core. Um, what was the other band I just said? Um, Duster. Duster, yeah. So it's this inner, see the inner, the inner guitar like, um, um, like Telecaster things going on, arpeggiated with, then they added in strings and such. So I guess that's the, the thing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is slow core. <laughs> Dude, this is good. If you're in the vibe, definitely run through a cassette deck. They have so many streams. They only they didn't tour much, but it, somehow like they just were around for a long time, and it um popped off on TikTok somehow. <laughs> kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's kind of shoegazy. Oh, yeah. This feels like some real Denton, Texas kind of music. Without the effects. Like, there's no effects going on. There's not, like, a wall of sound on you. But the maybe the thought of it is similar. Yeah. So then... I listened to this before. So this song is, like, yeah, 6 minutes, 36 seconds. And it's cool because it goes... Their opening track is six and a half minutes on yeah. the album. <laughs> so it builds up. And they get into some, like, jammy territory, build it down. I don't know, my buddy Eli Wolf is uh, friends with them, has toured in the band, and he's sitting in for a song. So I was like, what are you doing tonight, dude? He's like, this band's playing. I was like, that's cool. There's this other opener that I've listened to before that's opening for them called Wendy Eisenberg. And she's like a jazz guitarist that does like pop songs too. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. So it's like both this and that band. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not intimately familiar, but I'm like intriguing. That's what I put this in. Yeah. <laughs> Drop my phone. I think the last song on this record 
interpolates like somewhere over the rainbow. But it's cool. Fun star. But now I don't hurt people quite as much. I work alone and fight with me till dinner time. I just love guitar, man. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like out of vogue and no everyone's like beyond it, but I just guitar just makes me so happy. <laughs> anyway, those then there's another band on this bill called Ryan Sawyer. I think this is what it was. Oh, hell yeah. This is an uh, improv thing with John Dwyer of OCs. Well, I like how that sounds. <laughs> so there's that. And then tomorrow is Laura Stevenson. I was listening to it. It's with her album, The Wheel, which is one I never really listened to, but mm-hmm. I know people love that album. Is it what? The 10th anniversary? Yeah. Um, just kind of cool. I was checking it out. Um, which could be cool. I like her. Yeah, I would definitely go see that one, but I'm working, working. Yeah. working some Yacht Rock show. Oh, really? Who's playing? Uh, I think they're called Boathouse Row. I, I don't know anything really about it. I think it's just a yacht rock tribute band. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not not exactly your stees. Uh I don't mind yacht rock. Okay. I didn't know. I thought you didn't. I mean, it's in my city pop journey as, yes. I, as I delve deeper and deeper into this Japanese music. The yacht rock thing it passes through a filter but it's it's part of city pop yeah like it's all like late 70s jazz fusion mm-hmm. plus yacht rock yeah it's almost like, like too that the proliferation of yacht rock into the popular culture then gives room for that that's gonna embolden city pop to be an existing entity like you can put money into this kind of music because it can hit yeah 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 so I mean, you know, there's only so much hollow notes I can, like, get down with, but... (laughs) The doobies are great. Seely Dan's in that category, so there's the good stuff. Um, You'll have fun, I bet. (laughs) More fun than other shows. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, man. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry, too. Should we... uh, Let's just do the app. Okay. I was going to say we could take a break, but (laughs) that would be too nuts. Discussion. Uh, we watched what was the season six episode 41 is yep. that correct on the lamb 
on the lamb. Before we started, Erica's, this is going to have a lot of lore in it. Um, it's kind of it kind of didn't. It just like here's what this character has been up to. Yeah, that's what it is. One of those kind of off the. I, before we started too, I I keep saying it, but like I'm really into the idea of doing episodes we've already done. <laughs> Before we move on, like I'm at the point where I'm ready to revisit some of these. I guess it's the magic of the show, but sometimes I, we're just scrolling through and I see the name or like the screen grab, and I'm like, oh, I want to see that one again. I realized I had seen On the Land before. I haven't seen all the episodes, but I had seen this episode. I just, you know, <clears throat> Finn's dad is is who he is, and it just make I'm almost always like, I don't want to deal with this. This is going to make me too sad. Yeah, this was sort of. This was almost a Rick and Morty episode. It was. <laughs> this was a Rick and Morty episode. It's like, just like take this jerk of the main character, stick him on some random planet, and do some shitty things. Yeah, with aliens. you just show up. You're like, what planet are we on? But like, they can just make up their own rules. A whole new species. They can just get involved with it and then duck out for their own benefit, leaving behind a trail of destruction. Yeah, Rick and Morty. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, he starts out in jail, and to my, I love that they had there a big rock guy, um, or whatever he was. It was a big red blob with a face, and it was a face. So, I love Ricardio the Heart guy because he freaks me out. Right. <laughs> I also loved that apple, <laughs> the the buff apple guy, or the apple guy. Remember which apple guy? I put it on our Instagram. The Apple guy, he was in that they they meet that person in the um spaceship with Tiffany and they have like all those abominations. Um Oh, that Apple guy. Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> and he has a similar face. I don't know what how do you describe that sort of animation? Yeah, this guy. Ah. Uh, you see him there? Y- yeah, right. Whatever that animation is. It's because it, it's not like a part. <laughs> it's not. It's an apple eating an apple. It's. It doesn't. It doesn't like fit in. It's like. It's like disturbing because it's not a part of the lexicon and then it's just there. Right. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I it's like, like what? Like SpongeBob does that sometimes, where like for a frame you see like a character with like a different, more, more like uncanny valley kind of style. Yeah. Weird. Um. Anyway, they're there. They're, he's at some prison. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like in a desert. He's chained to like a little bear, and then he tries to get out of it. Almost dies until the other bears rescue him. Um. I keep calling bear. And it wasn't until later he says, "Welcome koala people." I realized it was a koala. Yeah. Almost kind of reminds me of like Mogwai yes. creatures from Gremlins. Is there a Star Wars little? bear character uh, like an empire or jedi and jedi they're those little bears oh the ewoks ewoks wasn't really an ewok kind of smaller than an ewok almost like the babu frick character from the new trilogy Dude, you know who was in star wars kinda, totally kind of like ewoks eh. i guess they're a little big you know who was in star wars this past week who lizzo Really? Yeah. I missed that. That's big. That's fun. Play play that Lizzo Appreciation Minute theme song. Lizzo Appreciation Minute. <laughs> Forgot about that. You're, it's good that you remember all the songs. 
Yeah, Lizzo and Jack Black guest starred in The Mandalorian this week. Oh, yeah. They were like the king and queen of this Was planet. it cool? Did it take you out of it when they showed it? It absolutely took you out of it. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is Star Wars doing? <laughs> I know. that. Yeah, I love both of them dearly. Jack Black's one of the best entertainers of the century. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, oh, Lizzo's playing with Baby Yoda. This is great like as its own thing but like it's in an episode of like star wars and now i'm <laughs> like yeah. what's going on that's yeah, crazy <laughs> dude i just love jack black so much i i i legitimately think he's like the like one of the best celebrities we've ever had or will have of our entire generation yeah i you know i've kind of been uh disappointed with the lack of jack black in recent years like i don't think he's as ubiquitous as he used to be I, he he was in Jumanji. Those were huge movies. Those were colossal blockbusters. Yeah, I haven't seen those. Uh, he's Dude, in the, they're he, good. The Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah. Is that out now? Mm-hmm. Today to come out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's Bowser. Yeah, that's cool. I think he has a bunch of kids, and I'm wondering if it was a deliberate kind of a deal um, that he stepped off maybe a little bit. Um, I, he, Tenacious D has kept going. I've heard lore that... He keeps Tenacious D going because that's how Kyle Gass makes money. I, that just sounds like a mean thing. I was like, he's got to love doing it. Kyle Gass does his own shit, though. He does. He has the Kyle Gass band. Yeah. I think uh, they played They played in Dallas some somewhat recently. Like I remember getting a lot of notifications about it or something. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just like, how do you not love Jack Black? And he's just like a natural talent. And just thinking about the ways everybody has like... Be, he he de- it's just like one of those things where someone develops a new way of being funny and then you just see there's so many bad copies of it that are still coming around to this day yeah um it's like an archetype a jack black thing um the uh there's a lot of memes that i see like praising school of rock yeah like I know. It, like it's aged so incredibly well yeah like it's it's just as wholesome and funny as it was like 20 years ago whenever it came out yeah everyone loves it it's like a multi-generational hit now yeah um and someone i saw one like uh it was like a video essay about jack black and they were just talking about how like that movie in the hands of someone any less charismatic than jack black and pure would be absolutely creepy where he's like impersonating a teacher and making them play with him for his own benefit (laughs) like you'd just be like You'd be like, absolutely not. And then they like show the scene where he's getting them all on, on instruments. And it's just like, you're just so on board with it because he's so amazing. And he's like so tender with the kids and supportive and like wants them to succeed that like you forget about what a weird like thing this is and you just don't care. But it's like, it's because of him. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he would be great on Adventure Time. Yeah, I guess he's never had a, a role, right? No. Yeah. He'd never. be amazing. His his energy and everything. Has he, wait, has he been on, he was on Rick and Morty recently. I think the last season. Um, He was, he was, uh, he was like the ruler of Neptune or something like that. Or one of the planets. He was like the king of one of the, one of the, <laughs> I forget what it was. Yeah. I don't think he was ever on it. Yeah. No, he should, they should get him on there. Um, back to the app. Um, Steven Root, very funny guy. He's, he's, uh, 
He's his voice. You, you pointed that out, right? You're like, this is a good voice actor. Yeah. If honestly, the character of Martin in like anyone else's hands might be like too dickish. Yeah. It's like, there's like this aloofness about the delivery of all of his lines where it's like, he's not trying to be a dick to everyone else, but he's like so self-absorbed in like almost a jovial manner where it's like, it's still funny. Yeah. Like he's being such an asshole and yet it it's still like lighthearted. Um, and Stephen Root does it very well. He really does. Um, yeah, it's still hard because you know what's coming, but yeah. Um, he meets the koalas and they're like a resistance uh, faction and then they're rebels. And he they go into his cave and all the koalas are hanging out being kind of weird. And they have a big like moth thing in there that's like they're kind of king. They're, they're being so weird. Yeah. They're doing lots of inexplicable things. Yeah. They're just like vibrating next to each other. They're <laughs> pushing a giant rock just back and forth. <laughs> There's a lot of weird inexplicable things in this episode. Right. And supposedly this is like the underground rebellion. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> yeah. They just want to be, they just want to hang out and they're eating food and it's weird and they're all acting in unison. Um, and then he's like, hey, I want to get you guys food. Um, and then this is when the one koala that he was chained to is just crawling over his head and and this calls him Papa, which is really cute, and licks his face. He's like, oh, you remind me of my son. Your head looks like his stupid hat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and then they get on the moth and fly to town, and he immediately sells the moth that's so important to this entire, like, <laughs> clan of people that's a multi-generational and his son he's now calling him his son uh martin too is just crying about it for like a while <laughs> and then immediately goes in and uses the uh money to buy booze essentially yeah classic dirtbag move he uh he's he probably has plans to gamble it all away that's i guess that's how he wound up in prison is what he says he didn't mm-hmm. pay his debts yeah gambling addict and then um there's wanted posters up because whoever they're in this town they want they, they're trying to get them um and eventually they get cornered and martin too falls off and is now like with all these like henchmen are like getting after him and i mean one of the twisted episodes revealed that he's old it's not like a little baby right and he's also the leader of the <laughs> resistance that's why he was in jail um i i so this was this was telegraphed pretty hard uh that that twist anyway and I don't I can't say if it's because I knew that was going to happen or not because like, I've seen this episode before yeah. but it just seemed very obvious that they were setting this up to be like a, like a switcheroo kind of thing. Yeah. Um I mean I, it makes sense once you see it. But the thing is I didn't see just because of how inexplicable all of everything is. It's sort of a misdirect. We were like, these guys are pushing rocks back and forth. This baby's hanging onto his head. It's like, ah, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, it is a good misdirect, but um, it's hard. Just, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's a reason for doing lots of random things is then it throws everyone off and then you can get away with something like that easier. Yeah. Um, but then, he just leaves him to die. Martin too, his assumed son. Yeah. 
there's there's no like there's no resolution there's no comeuppance there's he's captured and then he goes up to where the king is all the guards are gone and he uh just pushes it aside and gets inside finds the treasure goes martin too would have loved this steals treasure gets on the moth and just flies away yeah and then we see martin to dispatched the the guards on his own oh he did yeah at the end he's like he's he's riding away in the turtle mobile guy oh yeah and like with like he's got like the broken spears or whatever of the guards so i guess he beat them in hand-to-hand combat <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> but there was no there's no there's no lesson learned <laughs> no nope. no lesson um yeah i know just flew through that episode but like that's what all happens it's it, it, it explains where he is still selfish still ruining lives martin a biggest big a piece of shit as ever yeah um it did with all the wackiness going on it made it hard to see the snail did you see it yes i saw the snail did, did you see the snail no well fuck you oh shit <laughs> i got fucked uh you were walking you got up t- and you walked over to the kitchen or something at the yeah. exact moment the snail was oh on, my on god screen. i was like i need a glass of water you do that all the fucking time <laughs> <laughs> i'm such an idiot <laughs> congratulations eric okay. one second one second i'm sorry Eric Dano. Um, okay. Miscellaneous Mania? Do it. Okay, story written and storyboarded by C.O. Kim, Samvale, Cole, bunch of folks that we know. Um, is it, I wonder if this is a trifecta that has done other episodes together. I'm looking now. Oh, this one's not even on Cole's thing. That's weird. Little little mix up here. I don't think so. I'm I'm not seeing any other episodes with this trifecta. That's that's interesting. CO, what other episodes has she done? Oh yeah. Okay, that's the combo. Sanvale CO combo. The dreams are made of. So okay, so the episode before this is Orgalorg. Ah, I think that's and next is Hot Diggity Doom. That's yeah, so one. so I think they're revving up for the season six finale with the comet and all that shit. Right. Which so this is a setup, sort of. Yeah, I think the previous episode Orgalorg is also an episode without Finn and Jake, where they kind of just give you the backstory. 
Um, so yeah, this is like a little break from the main story from the main characters. They're just kind of like setting the table for the season finale, I guess. Yeah, Cause he's on the moth <clears throat> in the season finale. Yeah. Orgalorg is there. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, this episode there, they didn't really like advance anything. It was just like, here's the fucking character. Here's what he's been doing this whole season. Yeah. Did you say it, um, some of the city looks like Moss Eisley? Which I guess goes for my Star Wars thing. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, they do say one of the prisoners in that chain gang does resemble Lumpy Space Princess, but with different lumps in a triangular gem of power. Yeah, I thought that was LSP. I, I just thought it'd be funny if that was LSP. <laughs> of course, she's in some weird round jail. Um, okay. Story analysis. This is interesting. Okay. Martin says to Martin too, as he's abandoning him, I know you don't want to give me up son, but if I, Oh, he's, this is before his plan, but I don't want to give you up, uh, want to give me up son. But if I stay with you, we both die. I'm not trying to abandon you, but we're running out of options here. If I'm going to heroically save your life, then I'm going to have to take some drastic action. And this is when he abandoned, then he throws out, um, Martin two and then runs away. Yeah. Is this, this is plan really to make Martin to a decoy for himself to get away. Or did he think it was going to go different? Well, he thinks that they're after him. Right. But they're really after Martin too. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's not exactly selfless, but it's, it kind of makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. They said this foreshadows, where it's revealed that Martin abandoned Finn only to save both of their lives from the Island Guardian. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's kind of this, it's not exactly like the smartest plan. No. But it's at least like. A plan. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes, you can see how it makes sense to him as like one of his, like uh, the extent of him being able to not be a dick. You know? Yeah. Not much else on this. No Finn and Jake. Jake hasn't even been mentioned for a few episodes, it says. We're going deeper here. Yeah, anything else you see? I think this is a perfect episode since we're so light to go down the rabbit hole. The what? Down the rabbit hole. (sighs) Eric's least favorite segment. Okay. Down the rabbit hole. Okay, here's an interesting part about it. They spelled on the lamb, but L-A-M, no B. Yeah. Wouldn't it be usually B? No. Why is that? Because you're not on a sheep. You're like, on, like that's. <laughs> <laughs> What's a lamb? What's a L-A-M? The lamb is like when you're running away when you're okay i knew that was the expression but i thought that it was an expression extrapolated from the the animal no oh it's just its own thing yeah then where does it even come from this okay i don't know what the etymology is yeah like i know i understand what it means and everything i just thought that it came from uh dictionary.com all right i'm I'm over this okay let's go see what's (laughs) on 
Okay, some wraps. Oh, lamb on the lamb. No views. Okay, here we go. This is what I'm looking for. Um, no views. Updated two days ago, and it's called Lamb on the Lamb. Dude, let's see what this is. Welcome to Concafe for the fifth day of April, year of our Lord, 2023. We're looking at Exodus chapter 12, verses 1. Oh, it's some Bible shit? <laughs> in the new international version huh. of the Bible. And the devotional is called Lamb on the Lamb. <laughs> He's in Texas, That's by the way. Father, yeah, of course. Word. We pray you. All right. Um, interesting. On the Lamb from Harold. Is this a song? Wait. All right. Someone's put up the whole a whole episode of Hey Arnold entitled <laughs> On the Lamb on YouTube, but it's only the audio. It has 2.1 thousand views. And this guy, there's a guy in the comments, Arnold has a lot of patience. I don't know how I'd react to a dirty sock in my mouth. Meaning that he listened to it. Wow. That's, he, that's a different kind of content than I thought would be there. It's like listening to... A cartoon as if it's a podcast or something. Yeah. You're not you don't get any of the visual gags. Um oh my god. Okay, here's something that's very relevant to us. This is an AI generated okay, have you seen all the AI generated shit with the presidents? No. Okay. This is a huge meme going around on TikTok. Now we're gonna get we're gonna get to this because this I can't wait to watch this. I I can't believe that exists. So what people are doing right now is they're using AI and like chat GBT and stuff. Um, presidents playing video games. Here we go. So it's, it's really fucking funny. So like, it's like the three, it's Obama, Biden, and Trump all getting on like headsets to play games online and interacting with each other, but just being absolutely like insane, like teenagers who would game and they're like. All right, Brock, good to see you, my friend. Yes, he's like, is Sleepy Joe getting on? He's like, any second now. Hey, Joe, where you been? He's like, oh, I've just been cooking up beets in the laboratory. He goes, now, Joe, I don't want to hear anything about your trash beets. I know that those suck. He goes, not true. My beets are fire. And Brock's like, "Those, this can't be. Just play it. Just play some of your beets. And he like plays. I knew it. Absolute trash. Muddy 808. And those hi-hats make no fucking sense. <laughs> Yeah, and because this you can, is AI generated. Yeah, it's all well. Somebody types it all in. Oh, and then but you can redo people's voices so well. Like I'm trying to find it. Let me see if I can find them on TikTok. And then they're doing it of Joe Rogan too. And they're so good because I think there's so much footage of the them talking. Um, yeah, here we go. Presidents playing games. with your bitch ass i'd rather bet on the queen winning her gulag and running duos with her okay that's the queen of england now this is too deep i'm trying to find the ones i liked joe defuse the fucking bomb already they're pushing up <laughs> i can't remember what the bomb code is seven five is form snow five three so people go deep there, there, there there's other ones that i found funny okay here's the president's all right gents with the last video doing so well i figured we ranking the quentin tarantino movies as a tier list less talented noob on youtube does it smart thinking barack we gotta be ahead of the competition god this list better be good i really wanted to see the new shazam movie tonight trump that movie looks like total ass you're doing yourself a favor by hanging with us tonight not fam my boy david f sandberg is a G. i've been supporting him since i discovered his youtube channel 10 years ago yes sandberg is a g but he's nothing to our boy qt 
Starting off the list tonight is an obvious <laughs> A-tier movie, Reservoir Dogs. This movie is the definition of lame. God, I knew this day was going to suck. Joe, have you taken your old man meds today? <laughs> this is a bottle movie classic. To say anything else is blasphemy. What kind of heist movie doesn't show the heist? One that is trying to subvert your expectations, <laughs> numb nuts. Don't you ever use that phrase ever again to me, Barack. It makes me think too much about The Last Jedi. Oh, shit. Fan my bad. I forgot you're still recovering from that. You good, homie. Anyway, I'd be fine with that if they'd actually show something cool, but do they? No. All they do through the whole movie is yell the F word at each other. It's because they're suspicious of each other. It's not creative writing. Well, be real. Do you hate the movie because it ruined Madonna for you? <clears throat> Maybe. You're such a simp, Joe. You should see what she looks like nowadays. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'd rather tap Hillary. Just put that movie in A tier. Yeah, okay, so it's pretty funny, like, because the, the, the comedic gold is there, and people are just doing a million things with it. Now, I couldn't find... There's cream I had found on TikTok that I was crying watching them do. Um, this, now, on the lamb, I don't know how this came up, but this is the U.S. presidents discussing the different Mars Volta albums. I'm loving the new Mars Volta album. This fucking guy got a problem, fat ass. The new album is not only super boring, but also doesn't sound like the Mars Volta at all. They should have named it something different. I think it sounds just fine. I've heard their new album will have Kanye West in it. Perhaps then I will give them a new chance. I do wish that I happened. Admit, Joe, that with this album, they moved away from their trademark sound. They were already doing more straightforward songs since Nocturnicate. Come on, guys. Besides, everyone knows their best album is the Bedlam and Goliath anyway. No way. I think the consensus is that Deloused is the best album, the musicianship, the creativity, the sheer audacity of it all. And let's not forget the lyrics. They're like a Salvador Dali painting, but with words. I don't know. I prefer my music to be more straightforward. George Bush. Avant-garde nonsense. But that's the beauty of it. Every time you listen, you hear something new. Maybe, but Francis is the best album. It took everything Deloused did and cranked it up to 10. Okay, that is a fair point. Francis is a 10 out of 10 concept album. No way, Francis the Mute can have like three or five god tier, like minutes of music, but it has a bunch of boring noise, and then after that is just two guys with afros masturbating with their guitars. <laughs> One album I can agree with, and that is Amputation Donald. What are you talking about? Yeah, come on. You know what they say, Joe? I love that the album. The can lead to impotence. The band tried to amplify their ambitions to an unhealthy level, and it just collapsed in its own progressive mess. Even having Frusciante joining the band didn't do them any favors. Besides, the last track is a fucking joke. Wait, you mean to tell me that too much amp can cause amp potence? This is groundbreaking news, folks. We need to alert the scene. Okay, that's enough. What do you think about all that? Dive into the <sighs> meme on your own time. I think I'm over it. Over the whole meme? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, <laughs> you just got burned out in like four minutes of it. <laughs> See, that's why you got to get on... Um, on TikTok. That's why I need to continue avoiding it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I love amputecture. I, I was talking about getting an amputecture tattoo. It might be my favorite of their discography. Wow. Yeah, see, that's a really scorching hot take, but uh, one that I love. <laughs> I love that. I love that album. Like, I, it's hard for me to say that it's like, that it's the best or it moves me most emotionally, but I just fucking love it. Also, it was like the year I got my driver's license and everything. It was just perfect. That was the first record I bought as a college student. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. It's an incredible album. Dude, Tetragrammatron. Grammatron. Are you kidding me? It's so fucking good. Um, yeah. yeah. You already have a Mars Volta tattoo. I was going to say we could go get Mars Volta tattoos together. <laughs> Instead of Adventure Time tattoos. 
I remember saying that I was going to get a bunch of tattoos if I had money. Yeah. And you did. I I didn't get any money. Okay. Well, I mean, I got I got the money, but then I it, it all other things. it all disappeared. Yeah. So right. Now well, I'm not paying rent anymore. So you can maybe support this podcast at adventure <laughs> yeah. at FM slash adventure guys podcast. And if you give us enough money, we'll get a tattoo. Would we ever say if you pay for the tattoo, um, we'll get an adventure time tattoo together? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was gonna, I'll, I'll get any tattoo that someone pays for. I was going to offer that up, but I didn't want to put you on the hook for that or me. I, I can't be put in there. Okay. So if you pay, if you pay, say you go in and you give us 250 bucks in the anchor thing and then send us an email at um did you see the mail gmail.com and you say what you want the tattoo to be eric will get that tattoo yeah now but do you get to decide on the size and if it's offensive you can be like no and location uh i mean yeah obviously (laughs) okay you guys can decide what the tattoo is eric will decide on location and placement although if you have ideas on it, you should probably say them um, as long as they don't overlap on another tattoo, Erica. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very interesting. I want to see how this plays out. <clears throat> I'll do it. I, I I, think that's a fun concept, having someone else choose your tattoos. I, um, It is. I donated to a Kickstarter a long time ago for a band that I was very good friends with, the AOKs out of Denver, mm. Colorado. I put up like 270 bucks for their bass player to get the holophonics tattooed on his ass. And he didn't do it. Not cool. <laughs> and then the band broke up. <laughs> but I was in. This was like in 2015. Oh I was God. I was on board for the whole concept. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Eric's not going to chicken out if that's, you guys give yeah, us the money. That's not the only time that I've donated to a Kickstarter for a band and didn't get the rewards. Okay, hold on. I want to film this for our social media. Okay, so we're live on the pod. Eric just made a very uh, insane proclamation. It's not that insane. Okay, tell tell it to the folks. Pretty standard issue. If you pay for the tattoo, I'll get it, whatever. Okay, go to anchor.fm <laughs> slash Podcast. If you if you give us the money, give us two hundred fifty bucks. Send an email to did you see the mail at gmail We're gonna Eric will just get the tattoo of whatever you want. Do it. Um, I'm gonna post that as a reel. Fine. Um, all right. <laughs> Gauntlet thrown. This is not nearly as extreme as you might think it is, Nick. <laughs> I I it it could be, it, it's probably not, but it could be. Depending on what the choice is, that's that's what makes it so insane. I'm, there's a lot of choices. That's it. Okay. Well, I love your cavalier attitude. It's exactly what we need to pull this off. <laughs> um, with that, let, why don't we pick an episode? What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? One forty. Hi, dude. Look. No. <laughs> Get out of here. I just. This is Ricardio. Um, Dungeon Train. We did that. No, we didn't. This was one we had a guest for. So let's table it. Oh yeah, someone did want to do do yeah. this one with us. Who, yeah. Wait, who who did?
That's right. So we got a table at. Okay. We have yeah, we haven't done it yet, but we're saving it. Okay, so spin it. What are we gonna watch next week? Two thirteen. Two thirteen. I said spin it like it's a wheel. Oh, it is. It we is. did this. The more you mow, the more you know. Okay. Spin it again. What are we gonna watch? One eighty. Evergreen. Did it. But wait, why don't we just go to 182 for Blink? I think that's okay. And that's called Gold Stars. No, we should save that for something special. Okay. <laughs> sure. What are we go- 34. Oh, wow. That's up... Um, <laughs> As if you know what it, that is. <laughs> just it's early. It's near Ricardio. Um, no, it's not. It's season two. I know, but it's like... Crystals have power? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did we do this one? No, this is... You're going to like it. Jesse Moynihan. All right, let's do it. Crystals have power. This is season two, episode eight. The Return of Tree Trunks. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want a tattoo of tree trunks, but I kind of do. Um, all right, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, give us a five-star review in your podcast app, and I'll kiss you in the mouth. Uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> I'm With your permission and consent, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. Anything to add, Eric? Nope, nothing to add. Okay, peace, great. Peace out, y'all. Bye.